It's that time of year. I need holiday patches for the special holiday episode of PodMod. I do one every year. I didn't know if I was going to do one this year, but it's kind of up to all y'all listening. Send me your holiday slash Xmas slash Hanukkah slash Kwanzaa, whatever holiday you would like to celebrate this winter. Send me your patches at podmodcast at gmail.com. Wave files only, please. I know what you're thinking. Well, I don't have the proper gear to do an Xmas patch or a holiday patch. Well, you need to right now head to patchworks.com and find the piece of gear that you need and get it shipped to you before it's too late. Okay, it's probably too late for you to get one, get it shipped, make a piece of music, and send it to me in time. But it's not too late to get a little stocking stuffer for that synthesis lover in your family. You know what's a perfect stocking stuffer is the new SHTH sample and hold track and hold from After Later Audio, which we'll be doing a little demo of here in a moment. But you can head over to patchworks.com and get one there. That's P-A-T-C-H-W-E-R-K-S dot com for your synthesizer needs. Support for Podular Modcast comes from Secret Aardvark Sauce. So hey, Jimmy G, what did you think of the Secret Aardvark Sauces? I, I don't know. Once I tried the uh, Drunken Jerk Jamaican, it was uh, love at first sight. That's Jimmy G, my dad giving you the what for about uh, what he thought about the secret aardvark sauces. They came over, my mom and dad, to see the new house that Hannah and I live in, and they stayed the night. And for dinner, I thought, hey, you know what? Why don't I bring out the the big guns? So I brought out all of the sauces that I have um, and and let Jimmy G go through the whole array. And, uh, yeah, he was obviously a huge fan of the Jamaican jerk. He also really enjoyed the uh, the habanero sauce. So, uh, yeah, why don't we hear what he has to say about that? So it just had that habanero flavor without so much heat. I couldn't agree more, Jimmy G. Um, and I'm also really excited to tell you, but also excited to find out, because I haven't tried them yet, that there are three new sauces. They've got the Aardvark Reaper. They've got the Smoky Chipotle Aardvark. And then they got the Hot and Tata sauce, which is a scorpion hot sauce. That one sounds really hot, but... I know I'm in good hands with Secret Aardvark, so I'm, I'm definitely going to try it. Uh, take it away, Jimmy G. For chefs at any level looking to spice up old favorites or a newcomer in the kitchen, Secret Aardvark sauce and marinades are the perfect partner in crime for that finely crafted moxie you can use time and again. To learn more, go to secretardvark.com. Hello and welcome back to Podular Modcast. My name is Tim, and this week we have Edgar from the Voltage Flow Residency on the show. What is the Voltage Flow Residency? Well, you're going to find out. It's a, it's a pretty cool idea. It's a, it's a young idea, and I think it has a bright future. So stick around for this conversation. I do want to make one little note about audio quality. For the first half, there's a bit of a hum that's not super fun to listen to, um, but it's not that big of a deal. We'll get through it. Um, and then halfway through the interview, after the ad break, we fixed it, and the audio is going to be less annoying. So 
but if you, you'll you'll get used to it. You know how this goes. Um, so being a homeowner, it got real. It got real the other day, y'all. Um, it wasn't raining. Thank God it wasn't raining or else I wouldn't have noticed. But I'm standing in my living room and I look out the front window and I see basically a little pool in my front yard and a little river going across the sidewalk um, from my yard. There's no more water anywhere else. So, of course, I'm terrified, right? So I go out and right above my the hole in the ground for my water meter is a little puddle. Um, and I, there's some leaves and stuff on, so I, I, I swipe it away with my foot to kind of see what's the, what's going on. Is it, and uh, I see this like weird moving in the corner of my eye, and I thought maybe I had mangled a little frog or something, and I was feeling very bad. But no, it was actually just a little bubbling geyser of water coming out of my lawn. Um, so yeah, I had to dig a hole and replace uh, a fitting, and it was a whole thing. But I did it, I fixed it in a night, and I gotta say, I couldn't have done it without my awesome new neighbors. We were blessed with great neighbors. They they saw me working out in the yard. It's cold out. Sam, he ran to the store. Sam's my neighbor, Sam and Jamie. Sam runs to the store and brings back a six pack of beer, and Jamie makes me cups of coffee to bring me to warm up my hands, and they hung out with me all night until uh, we got it patched up enough to, you know, to be okay for until we got more parts, which I, I fin- ended up finishing it today. Um, but also I have a friend named Anthony who is a, a plumber. So he, I was on the phone with him and he's giving me guidance and we're sending pictures back and forth and, and, and we we're able to fix it in about six hours. And uh, man, it was stressful, but kind of fun in a weird way. Um, I don't even know I'm sharing this. I think the reason I wanted to share this with you is just, I'm just, I'm just so gosh darn freaking dag nabbing. Sorry. I, I'm just, I feel very grateful to have uh, such great people in my life. Cause I, I wouldn't have fish. I wouldn't have been able to fix it by myself in, in just five hours. I would have had to shut off the water and call a plumber and spend thousands of dollars. And uh, yeah. So just throwing out there to the universe and all you listening that uh, be grateful and thankful for the the people in your life that are, uh, you know, the ones that that bail you out, that save your ass when you need it. So, yeah, um, if you can be that person to somebody this week, do it. And if somebody's that person to you this week, thank them. Buy them a nice gift. Take them to a meal or something. This piece of music that you hear fading out under my voice is one of the sections for the uh, one of the two, one of the two pieces of music I made for the High Guide podcast for their Psyched Audio Journey series, um, and I would love it if you checked that out. So there's a link in the show description. I have uh, two different episodes that I made music for about 45 to 50 minutes of new original music uh, each episode. So. I basically made two albums recently, uh, <laughs> but I really like them. Uh, they're, they're, they're some of my favorite stuff that I've made. So please go check out that podcast, The High Guide. And uh, thank you to The High Guide for, for uh, having me work with you. It was a lot of fun. Um, I think that's about it for this intro. I hope you're all having a nice, nice holiday slash winter time. If you're down under, um, I hope you're having a nice summer. Enjoy it because it's cold as hell up here. Before we get into this chat, um, we're going to do just look at the uh, the SHTH 
the, the, the sample and hold track and hold 2HP module from After Later Audio. Do a little demo of that and then we'll get into our chat. Okay, exciting news from After Later Audio. We have a new module out. Um, it's, it's a sample and hold and track and hold. Um, all in 2HP. It's called the SHTH. There are some pretty cool uh, normaling options on this. Uh, so there's a noise output on the sample and hold, and it is um, it is actually normaled to the input of the sample and hold. So you can feed a, uh, a gate into the sample input and get a stepped output uh, a stepped voltage output based off of that noise signal. And then on the track and hold, there's a really cool, um, it's called the walk output, but it's like a meandering voltage. Uh, and that is normal to the input of uh, the, the track and hold side. So you can actually get a noise output and uh, just this meandering output without feeding any signals into the, uh, the sample and hold, track and hold. Um, so that's that in itself is pretty cool. I mean, 2HP, no knobs. It's just uh, it's a really simple but very, very effective module. So let's get into some of the stuff you can do with it. Okay, so starting with the sample and hold side, as we mentioned, um, there's a noise output that is normaled to the input. And when a gate is sent into the sample input, uh, we get a stepped voltage at the output. I feel like I said input and output so many times that that was really confusing. So I'm running the output of the sample and hold into a quantizer on ornament and crime and then into the chainsaw one volt per octave. Um, and then I'm just uh, triggering the sample with a gate sequence from U-Grids. So that's how I'm getting this melodic sequence here. Now I can actually introduce some outside voltage into, um, into the input of the sample and hold side. So what would be a good one? Let's see here. Maybe I just get a, a tilt from After Later Audio, just basically a nice function generator. I'm just gonna get a nice function generator going in. I'm just gonna send that in. So now we're getting such high voltages that they're not tracking. So let me turn that down a little bit. So you can hear how that, um, that sequence changed quite a bit. And I'll take that back out so we can just hear what the noise is doing. So yeah, that's that's the sample and hold side. It's that's as, that's pretty much is like it can get. It doesn't ever really get too technical in the actual module itself. It's just like how do you wanna how do you wanna feed it and trigger it and then spread that around. That's where sample and holds beauty really lies. It's so simple as a as a tool, but you can do so much with it. Okay, so then what is track and hold? Um, well, track and hold is the opposite of sample and hold uh, in that it will pass the in value to the out jack until the track input receives a high gate. While the track input is high, it will hold the value. After the track input goes low, it will begin tracking the in signal again. Does that make sense? Okay, so let's just check out the walk output of the uh, track and hold side of the SHTH or sample hold track and hold. Um, so what I've got here is a chainsaw VCO going into a filthy filter, also from After Later Audio. 
So that's that signal. And I'm just going to plug the walk. So it's just a, a meandering voltage that is normaled to the input of the track and hold. So this is, there's nothing going into the sample and hold track and hold. This is just automatically coming out. So that's pretty fun. Nice little meandery voltage there. So that meandering voltage that is uh, normaled to the input of the track and hold side is now what we're listening to. Um, and it's being um, actually triggered by the same exact gate sequence that we had on the um, sample and hold. So you can hear how different that is. I will say that I have this heavy, heavily attenuated the output because if I don't, it sounds like that because it's a it's a meandering voltage um so it gets just into all like basically the whole range of voltage that we use in your rack and a lot of that is kind of inaudible if i roll off or if i you know bring the cutoff on my filter up a little bit you can hear but that's not really musical so in the case of like melodic sequences it's good to attenuate your output from the uh the track and hold side um, so yeah, let's uh, send some voltage in uh, from the tilt again, the same voltage that we just sent into the, the sample and hold, we'll send into the track and hold side. So quite a bit different. And actually, because it's just a, uh, a slope, you know, just a, just a function generator going up and down, it's like a repeating little sequence here turn up my speed on my gate. And then I just change the, uh, the parameters, the attack and release on the, uh, the tilt. So here I'm just using both of these modes in extremely uh, simple ways and you know, because it's an audio podcast, I wanted to do, I wanted to use melodic lines to really display what's going on here. But um, let's turn up some, some, some delay and reverb while I explain this. Uh, but, you know, just if you take a moment to think about what I just did and then what you could do with what you have at home, sky's the limit. The SHTH sample and hold, track and hold from After Later Audio, 2HP. Get them while the getting's good. Edgar. What's your last name, Edgar? I don't think I ever... Uh, you can say Medina. That's Me my, like, public okay. last name. Okay. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's nice to finally meet you. I've seen... I actually haven't known about your operation all that long. I don't know how I found out about it either. I'm pretty sure it was Instagram. Sure, um, yeah. Somehow you and I got chatting, and I, I was... I'm always curious about residencies... Mm -hmm. Um, so I think I just maybe asked like what your deal was, what's, Hey man, what's mm -hmm. your deal? And then you, uh, you told me, and then I was like, oh yeah, that's a no brainer. I want to, I want to talk to you on the show for sure. Um, before we get into anything though, you sure. told me you're a chocolatier. I ha we have to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's my day job. It's been going good. I've done it for a few years now. Um, and it's been pretty like ever since I got my first one, it's been like pretty easy to find jobs after because it's kind of like a cool, weird skill to have. So mm -hmm. if you know how to like work the machines or do like 
the tempering of chocolate, then it's kind of like a easy in that I appreciate. Yeah, for sure. Uh, But when I first started doing it, it was kind of like I had no intention of really ever doing it. I'd, I'd been working in restaurants and stuff. And one of my old coworkers was like, hey, I work at this chocolate shop. Uh, we need someone in the kitchen. You might be a good fit. I went, I did it, and it was like, oh, this is good. I can do this for a long time. Because mm-hmm. uh, it feels like really artistic in a way, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's definitely like an element of like drama and beauty <laughs> uh-huh. and uh so it's it's been really fun, and I just moved to Asheville, and um, I was able to get a job here in town pretty easily for one of the big chocolate places. Okay. And so that's mostly what I've been doing with my days, and so it's a lot of, like, repetitive kind of stuff, but that works for me, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can kind of just, like, zone out on headphones. It's just, like, it's good. It's a good job. Okay, okay. A little yeah. tough on the back, but other yeah. than that, it's Pretty fine. physical? Yeah. You're just like doing the same. I know no one can see, but I am like lifting my arms and, uh-huh. like, and like sort of moving my wrists around. You're just kind of doing <laughs> the same thing all day. Mm-hmm. I think it's like a repetitive motion. You like yeah. tighten up your shoulders, maybe. I don't yeah, know. yeah. Well, that's. I mean, it's when someone says, "Yeah, I'm a chocolatier." That's just one of those things that you can't just like let it go past without. Yeah. You know, um, so when you're meeting yeah, new people and they ask you what you do for a living, are you like stoked to say it? Or are you like, okay, here comes the line of questioning. No, it makes people happy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a fun word. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't say like, I, I guess I could say like confectioner or something. Mm. No, chocolate but that's kind of more oblique. Yeah. Chocolatiers sounds fun. And yeah, generally like the first reaction that I get is just, joy from the other person (laughs) and like wonder you know Uh i think they still see it as like a magical thing (laughs) and i don't get that much like willy wonka oh yeah you know it never crossed my mind so yeah it doesn't usually okay someone someone called me an oompa loompa the other day and (laughs) at first i was like just angry Uh that was my first feeling you know and then then i was like oh yeah got it yeah (laughs) Yeah, because you're like, wait, I'm not, I'm not short and orange. What's going on? Yeah. Here? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, th- all right. That's out of the way. I just had to ask about that. Um, we can, we can just talk about that. The whole we just time. talk about. Cho- I mean, I love chocolate. Yeah. Who doesn't yeah. love chocolate? Um, are okay. Before we leave chocolate, I want. Yes. There's going to be a question, and then depending on the answer, there'll be a sub question. Okay. Um, milk or dark? I like not super dark so i like real like really low percentage dark you're talking 50s 40s yeah i really like 50s i like 60s um i just i like sweet candy yeah yeah i know it's like cooler maybe to like just the bitter cooking chocolate you know Mm, yeah (laughs) uh or like super super dark you know Mm -hmm. uh but i have to eat it all the time and i just i just want it to taste nice they scratch different uh, itches for me, really, because I love a good eighty percent. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, if I'm like at a table, like if I'm tasting or something, and we're like warming up the chocolate bars in our thumbs, and we're putting it on there, and we're like, "Yeah, this tastes like grass." Like <laughs> I can get down, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I definitely am not above like Twix bar style. Oh, yeah, you know, I, I like Twix. Yeah, 
yeah yeah um cool well we got that out of the way good um (laughs) so you're are you from portland i know your operation started in portland yeah i'd been living there since 2008 i'm originally from tijuana baja california oh okay and moved to the states to san diego when i was um like 10 like fifth grade okay um lived there till i was 20 and then i Somewhere in there, I tried to move to San Francisco with like 200 bucks and had to like come back with the tail between my legs. Yeah. Did not work out. And yeah, I eventually moved to Portland um, for no reason, really. Like Other than it's Portland? Yeah. Well, I didn't really even know what it was at the time. You know, mm-hmm. I think I was kind of like late to know that it was like a quote, like cool place to live. Mm-hmm. Um I just knew that it was, like, not San Diego, which I found challenging to live in. Yeah. And I needed just, like, a change of scenery. You know, I just had to, like, get out of there, I felt like. And, yeah, I'd been living there until this last year. I just moved to Asheville this last summer. Um, But, yeah, I was just there, like, playing in different bands, working in different restaurants, things like that. Just kind of doing that lifestyle yeah. food and music yeah know? totally yeah um all right i'm gonna i'm gonna jump we're gonna do some some timeline jumping around because before we get too deep into cool. this i, yeah. I want to know how you ended up ended up with the the residency but can you just kind of describe what it is before we get into your story specifically sure yeah so for the moment like it started in covid times you know mm-hmm. um i started in february of this year um basically after getting a a modular setup in like mid 2020 um i had gotten a synth because my car got wrecked while it was parked outside and no one was hurt it was fine uh-huh. uh but i got a bunch of insurance money from it and so i was like i could buy another car or a synth <laughs> <laughs> and so i got a synth i got i won't say what the synth was because i ended up not using it uh, or not enjoying it as much as I thought I would. So, so I put it up for trade. Okay. And I got a modular setup. And very quickly I was like, this is... Well, at first I didn't, like, understand how to use it or anything. Um, I was pretty, like, fresh, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but eventually I was like, this is pretty good. Like, I feel like there's a bunch of amazing musicians in town, and I've never seen them play anything like this. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of like started reaching out to people and being like, Hey, I have like a few modules. I could probably put something together for you. And that's kind of like where it sort of started. Uh, so in February I got the idea to add enough modules that I could put together like a custom voice or sampler or something for, for any artists, like depending on what their style was. Mm-hmm. And I just been like reaching out to them. There's, there's not like an application process or anything at least not yet um but the focus of it is just to like expand the accessibility of this like wonderful instrument that Mm -hmm. we all love you know um and just see like what artists that i think could enjoy something like that just seeing like what they do with it so i usually will like with every artist i listen to their to their music for an extended period of time, sort of like try to put something together uh, together that I think that they would enjoy. Like my first artist was uh, Jan Julius in Portland. Uh, they make like 
experimental pop, I guess okay. would be the best way to describe it. And so I just hooked them up with like a uh, an ensemble oscillator, kind of bass kind of voice, and mm-hmm. they just like came back with hours of music, and it was just like really touching. And so I kept it going. Um, the first few artists that I talked to. I didn't really know. I kind of wanted to see if I, if like there was interest with people that I just didn't want to feel like anyone was, was feeling like obligated to do it because they were my friend basically. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so for a while I just reached out to strangers and it was successful. Then I brought in some friends and I was like, I think I can keep this going. I kind of want to move to Asheville see if I know that there's like a scene there. And so now I'm here doing kind of like the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've worked with a couple people here already, uh, working with a couple more at the end of the year. But in the current iteration, at least while we're still like in lockdown, it's it's I consider it more of like a mobile residency. Like mm-hmm. I set you up with an instrument. I give people like a it's usually like a two hour tutorial. Um, there's no like prior experience required or anything. Um, I'm happy to speak technically if people are into that, but for the most part, I speak very, or I teach very like conceptually. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it kind of like depends with, to like what the artist is responding to, you know? Yeah. Um, and I set them up with like a, what's it called? The F- 4MS wave recorder. They record music onto it just by pressing a button. And then they, can keep the music or they can delete it or you know they can do whatever they want with it um after that they're allowed to just if there's ever if they're ever in a situation in which they want to like take that system to a studio or something as long as the modules are still available and no one else is using them um they're they're just welcome to borrow whatever they need whenever pretty much okay um that's the current iteration in the future i'm hoping that once I can get maybe a little bit of land here, I can start having people maybe like stay in a little studio um, or give them keys to something. But it's that's kind of in the works still. Okay. Okay. Uh, so this is fledgling. This is this is pretty fresh. Yeah. Like I I started it and I the first time that I talked to somebody I was like I'm kind of figuring this like I don't know why I'm doing this necessarily <laughs> but. But I'm doing it, and and it's so far it's been like, it's been really rewarding. I think I've I've gotten an affinity for teaching, you know. Yeah, yeah. Not an affinity, but like I seem to I enjoy it more than I thought that I would. Right, right. So, in just basically in a nutshell, you just fell in love with modular, and you wanted to see what like musicians that you really liked who weren't modular artists. You just want to see what they could do with this technology. You, basically this was your version of like outwardly sharing your joy of this technology and, and mode of making music with other people. Yeah, exactly. Um, so and mostly cool. and like with people that I thought would be interested. Cause yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've heard you maybe talk about this. It's like, I just wanted to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, I just wanted to like (laughs) make friends around it. That sounds Mm -hmm. pretty fun, you Mm -hmm. know. Totally, it's funny because I've I have this kind of idea. Like I I I totally share this this desire to do what you're doing. Like I've often thought like 
I would love to build a system and send it to somebody like Bill Callahan or Phil Elvram from yeah, Mount Erie. Like, yeah. I just would love to see what, like, their brains would do with it. But mm-hmm. um, but this is really, I love this idea so much. And it's it, you're kind of reminding me of myself when I started the podcast because yeah. you were pretty freshly, it sounds like you're pretty freshly into modular before you started this project. Yeah, I'd been playing with electronic instruments for a few years, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but just a few years until mm-hmm. I was in like rock bands and stuff until I was like maybe 28. Yeah. Um, and then in, at, at around like 30 or so, I, I got a couple samplers and started making sample based music. And that's almost the like, exact same with me. <laughs> I was like 29, I think, yeah, when I started yeah, getting yeah. Into electronic. <laughs> yeah. And like, that's when I started feeling like I like creatively started kind of like blooming, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Uh, same here. Actually. Yeah. Just like locking in. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or that's where I felt like most kind of at home making stuff where I was like, me too. Yep. N- yeah. Like not consumed by, I wonder what this person's going to think about it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> or I'm, I'm mentally bracing myself for this other person to turn this guitar part down or yeah, know, whatever. Right. <laughs> it's, uh, but, Go ahead. Um, but I've been lucky enough that, like, you know, I feel like I know what I'm talking about enough to kind of, like, explain l- lots of different, like, ideas and aspects around modular to a new person. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm noticing that, like, every time that I give a tutorial, I have to, like, I myself am lear- I'm Just by, like, saying certain concepts out loud, it's like, oh, yeah, now I, now it's, like, locked in. Oh, you know? totally. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, this will make you such a better synthesis faster yeah. than if you were just messing around. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, I feel that from, um, you know, having to do demos on the show or getting to do demos on the show. And yeah. then also now actually working with After Later, like, I really have to learn a module so I can write a script for it and shoot the edit the video. So, like, that yeah. in itself has just made me so much better. Um, it's funny. I was just talking to, uh, to Heyman. It's, I think, believe it'll be last week's guest as people are listening, but she was, she's mm-hmm. also somewhat new to modular, but she real like after we were done talking for the show, we, we, we kept chatting after we stopped recording and I wish we would have mm-hmm. kept recording, but she was really like really digging into asking me about like what the excitement felt like when I was first into it and Mm -hmm. like wanted to, to see if, you know, if I shared the same kind of joy and, and, and it was kind of cool to talk about that initial, that, that initial bug. And I want you to speak to that because it sounds like not only did you get like your, your bug kind of overtook you in a way like mine kind of did. Like I just wanted Mm -hmm. to, talk to more people and learn to more more about it and just dive into this world not knowing much about it so you like are fresh into it and you just want to like dive into this in the way that you did but like what was that excitement like can you compare it to anything else or yeah i mean i don't know if i can compare it to anything else but Yeah, I might sound corny, but it like when I first when I really started like learning how to how to use one and how to play one, just and just like getting, I almost didn't care what it sounded like, but I, I enjoyed the the playing of it, the tactile feeling of it yeah. all quite mm-hmm. a bit. And now that I look back on it, it's something that I'd kind of been looking for for a long time. Like I used to make a joke at band practice, being like, "I just want." 
I want to be a guitarist, but I just want to like set up my guitar and just kind of look at it. And that's basically <laughs> what modular is. Yeah. is like, except it has the addition of like making sounds too. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> and it's been, so <laughs> it's, and it's true. Like, mm-hmm. I think when it first started like locking in, I was like, okay, this is closer to like the process that I've had in my brain. I just didn't think that you could like, like to me, it was just a joke, but it was like a real need. Like I, I wanted something that I could like play, but that I can also kind of like lean back and look at. And now I've got such like a personal and deep connection to it. Like it's even come up in therapy, dude. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I wish I had this when I was a kid. Yeah. It would have been like, like a little buddy, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> cause it like, it gives back, mm-hmm. uh, especially when you're like, when you're starting to figure it out, like everything is a surprise, you know, mm-hmm. now I can sort of be like, okay, I want to make something pretty and then patch it up without even listening to it. And out comes something pretty. Yeah, know? definitely. Yeah. Uh, uh your your rings into clouds sort of thing right right yeah and and it like blows people's minds every time yeah (laughs) Yeah. i don't know if it blows people's minds but like when someone doesn't understand what a modular system even is and they hear something like that coming out of it it's pretty fun oh yeah for sure i think rings and rings into clouds has been the gateway drug for a lot of people there's there's Mm -hmm. no doubt about that um i think also like kind of going back to you saying like you have a good enough ex- understanding of it to get the the artist started with it I almost feel like there's some sort of artistic advantage maybe not I don't know how to word it but maybe some sort of advantage or perk of that because then you're not like leading them too much you know if you were an absolute yes. expert on the technology the way you explain it may guide the way they'd want to use it but if you're speaking like you said more in conceptual terms Mm-hmm. you're letting it maybe fall into their their court easier or something like that. Yeah. And like, it's, you know, it's easy to do that unintentionally un- unintentionally right now for me. Cause there's still some, like, I don't think I can really explain logarithmic to someone. You know? <laughs> I don't know that I ever will. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I know what it sounds like, mm-hmm. but there's, that's also something that I just try to try to do with the system or with the tutorials to begin with. It's like, I think a lot of folks, yeah, I think it can be intimidating and they don't want to like plug something into the wrong thing, but like, I just have to remind them all the time that you're not going to break it. You know, just don't, don't just don't mess with the uh, backside of it. (laughs) Just mess. Yeah. Don't open it up. (laughs) I mean, you can, but, but but don't yeah yeah <laughs> and uh careful with the water and with the beer yeah right yeah and don't leave it in the car that's kind of the the only rules that i have for people don't leave yeah. it in the car and careful with the liquids uh-huh so uh, okay go ahead no go ahead i was wondering if um so you said like they can kind of do whatever they want with the music they can keep it or not is like do you like having like I guess this is a leading question. This is more like something that sure. I would think I would do. So, mm-hmm. but like, are you, oh God, that sounded so, I feel like that sounded really bad the way I just said that. I guess like, uh, are, are, no, it sounds <laughs> fine. Um, I'm were you thinking like of doing like releases or installations or, or shows as like some sort of like accumulation, like the, the final thing of their residency? Like, Hey, I took it and then I did this. Like, 
a way of like sharing, like you're sharing this with this one artist. Is there, do you have any plans of how you could share that work that they did with the world? So it's purposely. No, not yet. Okay. Um, I don't want anybody to feel like they have homework essentially. Okay. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Or that they like have to come up with like a because I mean I get like hours and hours back of music and a lot of it is you know the jam. Yeah. Right. And yeah. Uh-huh. like and and I tell people like if you don't want me to listen to this stuff you're welcome to like wipe the SD card or whatever, um, and then give it back to me. I just need that SD card back because I don't want to buy another one. <laughs> uh, I think it, but I have thought about it. Um, about how it would be nice to do like a a sort of release or a compilation or like remixes of some of the tones that they come up with. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I'm working with someone, I want them to sort of like come up with their own intention and what they want to get out of it. Um, like I rarely, like these days I've kind of been like, okay, it would be nice if you could put like, send me a video of you playing or something so I can put something up. Right. Right. But for a while I was like, don't send me anything. It's fine. Just take the thing. And this can just like exist between us. Um, and that's mostly just coming out of like a desire to have like a, I don't know, like robust foundation, I guess is the best phrase that I could Mm -hmm. think of like where I'm not reaching so much. It's like, I'm just teaching someone how to use the system. They use it for whatever they want and then they give it back. There's no like, uh, like heavy internet blast. Um, there's no, uh, we're going to turn this into something. It's like what I mostly want it to be currently is just about like fun basically. Um, and I still, and I want it to be free, you know, right. Free and fun. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think something that would be really cool is having like, especially, I think it'd be kind of tricky to fly people in, but, uh, once I get enough folks participate, participating in Asheville, which I think I will soon, maybe just ha- have like a big show or something where everyone plays, um, I don't want to play, I don't think. But I'll, <laughs> I'll like, introduce everyone, you know? <laughs> Bring the megaphone out. Because uh, there's some, like, wonderful people here. And, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I'm, st- I'm, I'm, like, waiting for the ideas to come to me. And, like, I, you know, I was, I was, bringing, I was talking about this stuff with um, Kelly from Make Noise a few weeks ago, and she's like, just let us know if, we can support and you know so we got together and we're still like in talks about what they can sort of like do and contribute and like Mm -hmm. what's too much or what would be easy for them um but that's you know that's not something that i ever anticipated would happen so yeah that's pretty sweet yeah and they're they're really kind over there and you know really like open they're like you know if you need something ask us and if we can't do it we'll just tell you now it's fine. That's great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, you moved to the right place. Um, yeah. I, I, I want to go out there so bad. Um, you but sure? yeah, have, have it's you, fun. have you like found, have you like lock started feeling like you're locking into a community out there and like, you know, good, good, good crew of modular peeps out there. I've, yeah. I mean the people like the musicians here are so open with, 
I didn't even know this was a thing. I didn't know. Well, I don't. I guess I don't want to talk down on Portland, but I never experienced this, where you go into like a music store and someone is like, "Oh, you play music? You should talk to this person," and they give you their email. You know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. It's, they're like everyone's just like really open with their like suggestions and connections and stuff. I uh, find that Seattle is a bit outside of the modular scene, but Seattle yeah. is very much like that as well. And you know, something that comes up time and time again on the show is just like the coolness of, of the modular community and being open like that. But I could see even in like Portland is just like, it's so cool that yeah. it's too cool for school, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then, but you know, if you dig into like the electronic scene there, that's where it really starts like opening up and like, definitely. Yeah. There's, there's some, some like really cool people there. Oh man. It's so good right now. It was kind of like, painful to leave for the uh, you know Mm -hmm. i felt like the music scene there was really starting to peak especially in like the experimental sort of like electronic Mm -hmm. area um but being here has been really great like i went to mott's the first week that i was here and eric uh rodent Mm -hmm. was like he's one of the people that organizes it i think he and walker farrell do it Mm -hmm. and he was just like if anyone wants to play, just like, just let me know. <laughs> and so I let him know. I was like, I can play. He's like, can you play a whole set with just a system? I was like, yeah. He's like, I asked him if I could use zero control. He's like, only if you tear it out, man. Put it in the case. <laughs> He's still sticking like, okay. to it. I like that. That's awesome. I like it too. <laughs> and I ended up playing like a really fun set without like a controller or anything. Mm-hmm. And I played a couple more sets after that, like, I, I was able to play modular on the spot and then got invited to play a couple of other shows at a local record store down here called static age. And people are like, you know, you're in like a new town. I play pretty like abstract music on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I don't, I don't know if like this will go over well here. Uh, but like, I felt like I could like push pretty intensely and, I'd like feel out the crowd and it felt like the crowd was like right there with me, you know? Nice. And it just felt great. So, That's so awesome. far it's been like nothing but yeah. Wonderful experiences. That it's is so cool. Crazy. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm curious, just like pie in the sky dream five years from now, like what would you want this to be? I want to have, well, I'm, I'm hoping for it. A year and a half from now. Okay. That's like the... <laughs> yeah, all right. All right. Let's, yeah, let's do it. Let's expedite this fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love I'd love to have just like a couple acres, you know. My wife's really into gardening and the outdoors, and she wants some goats. Um, Dude, you're like stealing both... my life. Like, my wife is also a gardener, and she always mm-hmm. talks about goats. And, yeah. I'm, I'm, Mine's working with them currently. In it. Oh, uh, wow. The, okay. The romance of it disintegrates instantly. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. yeah she, she's working at a farmyard and she's like, they piss on you. They piss on themselves. <laughs> they climb like, on You everything. don't understand. They're monsters. <laughs> um, but we both talked about like having like a, a little place where we're living at and then having like a cabin where a cabin slash like music studio where I not only have like modular stuff, but I have some other, I guess, esoteric instruments. Mm-hmm. Um, that I've just been like slowly connecting or collecting. I just got like a wing pinger, oh, nice. um, which is just like beautiful. And like, 
it makes pretty like complex crazy sounds but it also just makes like little like woody sine wave sounds and it's just like fun to play yeah that's another thing that i'm like i don't even know if i like how this sounds but i like looking at it like yeah. i want to play it right know? yeah yeah i i don't even really know anything about it but every time i've seen it i'm like i will really want that yeah and the enter yeah, you... enter enter is that it from soma yeah, where you have yeah. to like get it custom made that thing looks crazy so cool they're like artists i've totally i'm on yes. such a trip about soma i'm just like this is what like the future of music is just going to be like creating instruments instead of yeah. albums. You know? I know. Like the, I, I want like everything they have and I don't have anything yet, but like I really want that Lyra and, and yeah, the, Lyra's the great. like, yeah, just, yeah. They invite you to play them and there's just like, I get a little bit of that with Strega actually, just kind of like this pure exploration yeah, yeah. thing. Um, yeah. But control surfaces and a way to actually interact physically, like, physically with yeah. it is, is very appealing to me yeah um but yeah like having a little like cabin slash studio where folks you know ideally like lo- local folks can just come and either they can have a key or they can stay there we make mm-hmm. them breakfast we make them lunch or you know they have like some sort of stipend and maybe we can just like swing that by like you know a mix of our day jobs and maybe support from you know different brands or whatever yeah yeah um, definitely and then just hook them up with like a just like beautiful place to create things. That's something that I, I've just been like, I got to go on an artist residency in early, early 2020, and it was just like, I just felt so special and legitimate. I want to do one so bad. Yeah, it's so fun. Yeah. If anybody out there is listening and has one that is for people who are already into modular, um. <laughs> you know, there's you should reach out to the people that I, I went to a place called uh, Poco a Poco in Oaxaca. Oh, wow. In, okay. Down in Mexico. And it was originally like a three week thing, uh, but it was cut short because of COVID. Mm-hmm. But I still got to be there for a little over a week. And my thing at the time was like, it was a lot of like found sound, uh, like kind of abstract, but kind of like beat oriented music. Okay. And so they sent me up with like, they let me go to one of the finer dining restaurants and like go into the kitchen and like record them, which ended up actually being like a nightmare because <laughs> no one knew that I was coming. Oh, by And oh, they're yeah. just like, and I had to like explain my whole thing. And I can speak Spanish fluently, but one, my accent sounds terrible these days. And two, you're explaining it to like, seriously stressed out like high level cooks it's it's not a good situation explaining that in like your first language to people who also speak like like just explaining like weird like (laughs) weird like oh yeah i I do field recordings and then i i make music out of it they're like what does any of that even mean so yeah yeah um but that sounds really fun so okay i think that's totally uh that's all of really attainable yeah I'm really excited to see where you go with this. Um, I'm curious. I kind of want to just talk about like your, like any member, like particularly memorable experiences or just kind of like what surprise, like, so you said you, you you kind of built systems based off of what people's music style kind of was. And, Mm -hmm. and that like, did you find that the people were making music that kind of sounded the way that you hoped or anticipated or were you pleasantly surprised or was there anything that kind of like went out of left field or what what was the experience like of giving it to them then getting it back and hearing that music 
I mean, at first it was it was just like super moving. I was like, wow, you really like sat with this and like, because I don't know. I guess I I just wasn't. At first, I was not. I don't know what the right word is. I don't know if it's suspicious, but it's like, yeah, maybe someone will be into this, but they won't actually like play it that much, and they're just like being nice. Mm-hmm. But I I was just like getting hours and hours of stuff back, and but I think the one that I was the least surprised by was somehow like the most satisfying one. Um, I got to work with Randall Taylor who does amulets. Oh yeah. The ambient Mm -hmm. project. Mm -hmm. And he had like a really clear vision of what he wanted. Um, And we tried to replicate it. He's like, I want it to sound like this. I want to be able to like play in a certain key and bring in the OP one and stuff like that. Um, and so I set him up with a, pr- a pretty large system, and he made amulets with it. You know? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> he posted up a little video, and it just like de- he just kind of detailed what the system did. Uh, it was basically like an effects box with with some voice, you know, mm-hmm, a few mm-hmm. voices in there that he could use, and he just like really latched onto it and made something that I was like, okay. He had this idea, he executed it, I helped along with, like, the tutorial and stuff to sort of, like, get over that initial hump that someone might feel when they're just, like, burning hours of time, like, trying to figure out what to do, like, through YouTube and, like, Uh but they're not able to ask questions directly, you know? Yeah, and there's, like, so many holes, especially in modular, there's just so many holes, like how do I Google this question? They can't find it in the manual. There's no video that specifically talks about this. Like it's, yeah, Yeah. it's very hard. And that's kind of my favorite part is like when someone comes to me with like a really, like if they don't know necessarily what either they're asking or they're Mm -hmm. like speaking abstractly, you know, like is Mm -hmm. this sort of thing possible? Then you and your mind have to like go through your, modules and sort of like patch in your brain and be like, yeah you could do something like that yeah and a lot of times you can get pretty close and that's mm-hmm. like I don't, I don't know to me that's like very i don't know what the right word, word is other than like very satisfying yeah definitely yeah. that's the word Feels that good. came to mind when yeah i was like that just sounds like satisfying yeah. um oh i might pause because uh, i have to plug my computer in Support for Podrio Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in the world for below-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Longpour 4.0. Yes, you heard that right, the 4.0. Imagine shaving with a sleek, well-designed and optimized trimmer that makes shaving time your favorite time in the bathroom. Why are we talking about bathroom time here? Anyways, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code PODMOD20 at manscaped.com. That's PODMOD20 at manscaped.com. And don't let the name fool you. It's not just for the boys. It can be for anybody who has a body, really. And it's not just for down there. The the Lunder 4.0 actually works pretty good for trimming up the old beard. And the the nose hair trimmer is absolutely fantastic. I don't use it because I'm not a hairy beast like Tim, but Tim is much more, much more uh, easy to have some face time with now that he has found Manscaped, so why don't you find yourself in the same position there? Um, once again, visit Manscaped.com and enter promo code 
So yeah, uh, I just wanted to speak on Mike Holmes, who goes by Nostalgia Noid. Uh, I knew that he was going to be able to like just do a lot with very little because he's he recently released an album that was it was all just based around one sample, and he kind of like stretched it as far as he could. Oh wow! And I was like, okay, cool. You definitely get a Morphogene. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Morphogene is just so fun because like. I'll, it's one, yeah, it's a usually, staple. Yeah, sure. when I show people, I just record something into my phone, which is usually like, this is me talking. And I record it in, into the phone and then pop it into Morphogene. And then very easily I'm able to show people what it can do with a little bit of like modulation and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he just like took it to another level. He even started like a new project based on some of the, his modular recordings. I'm kind of spacing on the name. Modelo Smith. Oh, nice. <laughs> Where he's like playing samples, I think, with the drum set um, from those sessions in which he had, okay. we had, he had the system. And it's just been like a joy to see. And we've. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and everyone's cool about like staying in touch. And like, uh, he's personally like helped me set up shows here and stuff. So he's, he's been a great person to work with. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious too, like, out of everybody who you've worked with, how many of them now have their own modular systems? Oh, zero, I think. <laughs> that can't. Is that true, really? Yeah, I mean, they're expensive. They are very expensive. Yeah. But, I mean, wow, um, I thought somebody would have got the bug. I think, no, I think if I remember correctly, Alexandrite, um, she was the f- second person that I think I worked with. Um, started getting some stuff, um, but I'm not sure because we haven't talked about that as much. Um, and there's another artist who's his name's Francisco Boteo. He does like, um, like field recordings and stuff. Uh, he had a few modules, but he's been sort of like building. Like I like I remember I loaned him a beads I think, and he was just like, mm-hmm. "This this is going in." I'm going to have to get one of these, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so he's been slowly building out his system over time. And so, yeah. So I guess a couple people, I think he had a couple okay. modules, but he's been he- helping me with a lot of the, um, the monome slash mannequins stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I have a mannequins or a monome crow and a mannequins, just friends. And he was kind of like, y- you can set these up with I2C. I can show you how, like, this is not above you you just have to get the right cable you know uh Uh, but he's been like crucial with like helping me out with code and things like that so a lot of times it's very like mutually beneficial you know Mm -hmm. so i'm also curious this is obviously your system you're loaning out Mm -hmm. are you like going system free when this happens or do you have like a separate case that's for voltage flow and then your own personal there's there's like one or two modules that I like to keep around. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. The just friends is like when it's at audio rate, it creates like a very special sound to me. Really similar mm-hmm. actually, excuse me to the, uh, Lyra eight when it's kind of like detuned. Okay. Okay. Uh, what is I, the just, what is the just friends? It's kind of like, 
basically an envelope generator. Okay. Um, but it's and it's mostly controlled by one knob. Um, it's got three different functions. I mostly just use it as a voice. Um, okay. Because I think it sounds really beautiful. I got to do like a piece for a book of poetry that my friend was putting out. Her name's Brandy Herrera, um, and she asked me to contribute something, and she sent me like an audio recording of like a very like intense kind of dramatic poem, and I just used it was basically like just friends in a minor scale for a long time, and it just sounded okay. like gorgeous. Uh huh. And so I that's one that I usually keep, but I don't have like a like a system that I keep for myself at least not yet. Um. But I kind of like welcome that time, you know. I yeah. I play every day, and when I'm loaning stuff out, it's like, it's like, yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll try out Ableton or something. You know, it gives me a chance to try something new. Uh huh. And the like the nice byproduct of learning modular is like, oh, I I like know how to use all other synthesizers much better now. Oh, totally. You know? Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. yeah. I. Yeah, like. I just bought a, um, I just got a, a Hydra synth mm-hmm. and I'm just like, there's no way I could have wrapped my head. I mean, I'm still no learning it cause it's pretty deep, but I was like, there's no way I could have like understood what was going on in this thing yeah. without having, you know, almost four years of modular under my belt. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird. It's, it's, I always like kind of jokingly say it's the easiest and hardest instrument to play. Yeah. Yeah. It's like. You don't have to really have any skill at all mm-hmm. musically or rhythm mm-hmm. or anything, but yeah, it's yeah. very like all about like taste in the end. You know, it's mm-hmm. like what do I want to put out using like a modular and like and sometimes when I'm struggling, when I'm like, oh man, I'm t- like I like this patch, but I don't know, I, I don't know if it's a song or like I don't know what to do with it. It's like oh. I can use other sounds too from like other yeah. places. It doesn't all, <laughs> yeah. I don't have to like perform an album with this modular system. I can just like right. sample this real quick and mm. then add like layer it up, you know? That's uh, what I got into it initially for, but I've done very little of that actually. Yeah. Cause it's, it's fun to just play on its own, but yeah, to answer your question, like most people will get, just get like a palette case. And so I do have like a smaller case, um, like I have a performance case, the Intelligel one that I use to mm-hmm. play shows with. Um, and so I usually fill out like a pallet case for someone. Sometimes it like ends up being a little bit bigger and then I'll, I'll give them like a performance case and just, you know, I used to have to like, I didn't have blank panels. And so I would just put cardboard over the space that they weren't using. <laughs> I've done that with a little <laughs> sticker, you know, <laughs> this looks like a professional real thing <laughs> i'm a professional synthesis yeah <laughs> i've since gotten blank panels it's very nice okay i was gonna say i'll send you some um <laughs> if is where to go i had a question and it just escaped me um fuck where to go oh yeah you mentioned there were two modules that you kind of so just friends and you, there was there another one that you kind of like to keep around yeah, I mean, I had two morphogenes for a while, <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm always, because I, I, I loan out morphogenes a lot, because, like, I do work with a lot of folks that use, like, 
field recordings and things like that that like to manipulate manipulate found sounds and so it's like a easy go-to you know Mm -hmm. definitely but i use it all the time too and um but and so i I had a second one for a long time but recently i've been like i gotta use something i gotta use something else i like i'm overdoing it with the morphogen it's very good (laughs) no disrespect of course but it's no, like, I think that's you know. good. I like to do that too. If I'm leaning really hard on a module um, and it starts to kind of sound, everything I'm doing starting to sound kind of similar. I will, I'll do the same thing. I'll pull it out. Luckily with mo- with morphogene, it really only sounds like whatever you're putting, like yeah. what, whatever you're putting in it. So yeah. it's like, that's, I, I think that's one of it's like what makes it so great. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's hands down one of my favorite modules. Um, but Crow is also really good for like, if say I only have like, two three modules left in my system after i loan it out to someone which isn't usually the case i usually have like at least a row you know Uh um at least but if i don't if i'm loaning out a bigger system like the one that i gave to randall or avila also got like a pretty large system um crow is really nice because when it hooks up what is crow it's like a 2hp basically like midi to cv and gate okay um but you can hook it up to Just Friends via I2C and then play Just Friends as like a from your computer. You can play it. You can like run Max for Live patches into it, like MIDI patches. Or you can okay. play it like a four voice polyphonic synth. That sounds really, like really nice and like crisp and digital if you're into that sort of tone. Um, and so that like that module adds like a lot of life into. Um, into like a really tiny case okay it's like relatively cheap you know doesn't take up much room and it's like if you do want to sort of like make that bridge between the laptop and the modular i feel like that's the one yeah yeah i i still have yet to do that mostly out of like laziness Mm -hmm. and i just i never really did a whole lot of laptop music in general i use it as my daw basically just recording but um i see the the advantage for sure um yeah yeah i think bringing bringing some sort of non-modular especially if you're trying to perform live with uh you know a relatively modest size like a single case yeah um i think it's it's pretty hard to pull off like a full set that's engaging and and evolves without a little help from the outside yeah at least for me so and you know what and like i know nobody cares but i can't do the (laughs) laptop on stage I yeah, still can't. I, I don't know what's wrong with like my life would be so much easier if I just. <laughs> I tell myself like yeah, I need to need to clock my DAW with oh my to, with my modular system. Like I don't do that. Yeah, that would make my life so much easier. Yeah, yeah. I've recorded my live sets before with my mm. laptop, but I have that same thing as like I have to make sure that hey everybody, just so you know, I'm just recording on this. <laughs> I'm not using it. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't fuck it. That just makes no me cares. look like more of an asshole. Yeah. You're more of an asshole if you're like, I'm not using that. But yeah. I'm like, what? It's still like. <laughs> yeah. Just self-obsessed. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and like the other half, I guess, is I'm just scared that it'll freeze or something, you know? Right. Yeah. I was. So I used to do like, just like, like I used Ableton and like an APC 40 to perform live, but everything I created outside and then just played live that way. And for the longest time I had, uh, 
did you ever have the bulging battery? Did you ever have a MacBook yes. that had the bulging battery? So I had the bulging battery, mm-hmm. so basically took the battery out, too poor to replace it. Yeah. So just like, I hope no one kicks the power supply or the whole set's going down. Like, I played like 10 shows like that. Wow. Yeah, stupid. Real. St- I didn't even put tape over it or anything. Just real dumb. Yeah. <laughs> But it never it never happens, so I guess just keeping you super in the moment. Right, right, yeah. With self sabotage. <laughs> um, so we're rounding out an hour here. Sure. Um, this has flown by. I'm just uh yeah, this is this is such a cool project and I'm really excited to see where you go with it. Um, is there anything that you would like to uh like is there any way people could like support you or help like help out if if people are like hearing you talking like really into this like can they like what is there anything you're looking for support like donations or anything like that or yeah i mean it hasn't come yet the only thing that i can really think of and you know i might open up like more to donations and stuff like that um because people do seem to be really excited about it um but like of course if anyone wants to donate any modules that either they're not using or if the, like if, if a company would want to like loan something out or just give it like obviously that would be a great gift you know mm-hmm. um, and that, I think that would make it so that I could like run this longer you know I think mm-hmm. it's like we're just like barely like <laughs> scooting by you know mm-hmm. yeah uh, yeah but like I said, like Make Noise said that they're happy to support. And so, yeah, it's just like I'm just looking for folks that want to be a part of it in whatever way, um, whether it's through support or advice or. But, yeah, as of yet, there's no like there's no way to give me money, uh, which <laughs> I don't mind, you know. Yeah, I no, got, I, I like I like that you're now. taking it slow and want yeah. to f- like really see what it evolves into, like. I don't know. I was excited about the project when you told me about it and everything that you've said today has just made me more excited about it. I think it's, I love, this is, you know, part of what makes this community great and what makes this like being a sub niche of a sub niche. So cool is we can just like this, the DIY aspect of just like, this sounds cool. I'm going to try it. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. Um, Other than that, I just like want to encourage folks to like the DMS are open. If, if anyone has any questions about like, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know where to go for this. I like, I don't, I have this concept, but I don't know how to execute it. Like just reach out. And if I don't have the answer, we could definitely figure out where to get that answer, you know? Yeah. Cool. Um, but like, yeah. Or like if anyone wants to like do it on the cheap, like, you know, there's, there's ways to, to like cut costs everywhere, you know, in modular. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, yeah. So yeah, anyone can like send me questions. I am probably going to end up doing some like classes in depending on how COVID goes probably zoom for a while mm-hmm. um but you know hopefully in town uh, okay yeah cool but yeah there, and there's a lot of stuff in nashville going on right now i think someone's talking about opening up a synth library here too and that's kind of a dream of mine i'd love to do that oh, yeah. yeah yeah the one in portland has just opened up too and it's amazing um, cool. But yeah, I just encourage people to reach out with questions or, you know, if they have suggestions or anything like that. I'm pretty open in the way that I want to ex- expand this project. Like, I think it is going to definitely expand just judging by how it's been going recently. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
so yeah i mean i'm just like keeping my mind open like just letting like ideas will come to me in time yeah 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 i love it i love that i'm so excited to see where this goes and um i'm excited for you to be in this kind of like um really like probably exhilarating time of like doing something kind of new and 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 you know just like getting like this the community aspect of getting other people stoked and just sharing sharing your your love of this this thing that we all love so much yeah thanks um yeah is there any music that you want to promote that you made? Is there anything that you want to point people in the direction of or anything like that? Uh, sure. It's just, there's nothing released recently. I don't think, um, I did a, like I said, a, a poetry sort of like spoken word piece for my friend, Brandy Herrera. Uh, she has a book called mother's a body, <clears throat> excuse me. Mother is a body, a uh, book of poems. That's just like gorgeous and crushing. Uh, you can check out, that piece on her Instagram. Um, I'm working on a sort of like, uh, I don't know if it's a split or a collab. We're figuring it out uh, with an artist from Accidental Records. His name's Dominic Vaz. Um, he has an album out too on that label, just like like crystalline, gorgeous experimental music. And but yeah, other than that, you know, I like post stuff on my Instagram. So I think that's like the best way if someone's like okay. interested in my personal output, I put that there too, you know, okay. I'm not, I'm not yeah, above not? it. The self promotion. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> um, cool. And then final question. Do you want to do a patch challenge? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yes. Sweet. Sweet. Let me get up my, my really finicky little patch challenge generator here. It's it's just been spitting out some weird shit lately, or always, I guess. Um, let's see. Uh, let's do. I'll write it down. All right. I I'm gonna have to sit here and generate words for a minute. Okay. Um, because it just doesn't. Like what? Like check. I'm just gonna give you an example of how bad these are and unusable. <laughs> okay. Unblocked. Unblocked hunting. Uh-huh. I, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> <That's> a... <laughs> I can I have books of poetry. <laughs> enlightened air. You want to do that? Enlightened air is good. Yeah. We can do enlightened air. It's a it's a little I feel that. Yeah, yeah. let's do it. Yeah, let's do enlightened air. That sounds like fun. I got and an uh, anybody out there listening, I encourage you to do enlightened air and share it on the Discord that we have. Ooh, um, I got to join that Discord. Yeah, it's pretty I don't I'm bad with that kind of stuff, but I like to pop in every once in a while and see what everybody's up to. But there's a lot of people in there who just seem to like like to talk to each other and hang out within that like pod mod sure, umbrella. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um yeah, I gotta get better at that. Hopefully with the new house and new studio I'll be able to settle into all that. But Yeah. How's it going over there? It's great. I love it, man. Cool. It's uh it's it's very it's weird to be a first time homeowner. Yeah. Like I still wake up in the middle of That's the night amazing, and like though. look around. Yeah. It's yeah, it's, and then just be like it's it's a weird like excitement slash like doom because like sure, I can't yeah. call a landlord. Like if something's fucked, yeah. I'm fucked, you know? So Yeah, I'm soft. That's... I don't know how to fix anything. <laughs> I'll be in trouble, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm like, yeah, most, most things would have to be farmed out. So, but yeah, yeah, so far so good on a 111 year old house. So fingers crossed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right. So thank you so much, uh, for joining us. I really appreciate your time and this was really cool to get to get to know you. Thanks for having
All right, let's check out Enlightened Air from Edgar. All right, that's our episode. Thank you so much to Edgar for coming on. And uh, if you want to donate some modules to Edgar, hit him up on the old Instagram. Um, don't forget to send me your holiday patches by this Saturday. I know I started asking for these way too late. I do that every year. Um, it always just feels weird to ask for them around Thanksgiving, but I just got to get over that. But yeah, please send me some holiday tunes. Speaking of holidays, a perfect stocking stuffer is that secret aardvark sauce. So head over to secretaardvark.com, uh, link in the show description, to get your loved ones some uh, some excellent sauces and marinades. And if you get them because you heard about it here, please tag us on Instagram because I would like to keep working with Secret Aardvark. I'm a huge fan of their stuff. Um, but yeah, generally any support for any of the uh, sponsors of the show helps to keep the show going. Uh, and if you want to help sh- keep the show going, um, just mainline that sh- support straight to me. You can head over to patreon.com forward slash podular modcast. Uh, yeah, I just appreciate everybody who helps me out there. Thank you to Patchworks and After Later Audio for their continued support of the show. Thank you all for coming back and listening and uh, engaging. Get on that Discord. Um, yeah, I think that's that's about it. That's all I got for you this week. Once again, I appreciate you. I hope you're having a good holiday season. If you don't celebrate holidays, I hope you're having a good winter or summer or whatever's going on right now. I hope you're well. Until next week. This week's secret words 
to put on the Instagram post about this episode. For those of you who listen all the way to the end, crinkle cut, like the way you can cut uh, chips or fries, crinkle cut.